0: You're listening to That Sober Guy Podcast on Recovery Radio. Living one day at a time for a sober, healthy, happy life. For more information, visit www.datsoberguy.com. And now, let's start the show. Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and free 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash That Sober Guy Podcast. Over 150,000 titles to choose from, from your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Please help support the show. Get a free trial and cancel it when you're done. I don't give a shit. But it does help support the show. Send us an email. I want to start doing a question and answer type of thing on YouTube. So you you can email me a question... And I will answer it or them. It may be one. It may be a couple. I haven't really figured it out yet. Um, and I'll make a short video on YouTube answering the question the best that I can, in my opinion, I guess. Um, so send us an email with any questions. Send us an email, sobriety, at guy with any suggestions for the show, anything you like about the show, anything you don't like about the show. Um. Today's episode is about helping an addict or trying to help an addict, whether it's a friend, a a family member, not just ourselves, um, you know, the ones that have the issues. We also have people that we care about that have problems themselves. And the reason that I bring this up today is because, well, I've been dealing with it with a family member for a long time, Um, but... You know that that thing is is alcohol um, the main thing with this certain family member who I love, but is you know it's up to him to to change. It's not my deal anymore and once I was able to realize that and let it go, stop trying to take on all of those problems, all of his problems, it you know it's still still tough sometimes, but it did make my life that much easier in understanding the fact that you know I can't change anybody. I'm not going to be able to change anybody. I can only change myself. I can only change the way I react to certain situations. So this one is about a friend of ours who um, is, has became addicted to, to crystal methamphetamine and we've watched this person slowly decline over um, you know at a, at a very rapid pace over probably the last three months or so. But over time, over the last few years as well, Um, and this wasn't something that this person just woke up one day and said, hey, I'm going to decide to be, you know, addicted to crystal meth, living in a hotel room, um, you know, stealing money and basically wasting my life away. This was something that happened over a period of time and led up to, you know, ultimately where this person is, you know, today. And there were a lot of, a lot of outer factors involved in this, you know, there, there was the loss of, of a couple different loved ones, um, abruptly, you know, due to, due to cancer and, um, you know, due to a sudden death. And I'm sure that took a pretty big toll on this person and and also the people that, that are around them and that care about them as well, um. And we all know as, as addicts and alcoholics that one of the ways that we tend to deal with these type of things is we, we self-medicate and we self-destruct because that makes us feel good. That makes us feel um, like we can escape this reality of the pain that's really going on in our lives. And we also know that this is short-lived because eventually we have to come back into our own and we have to deal with these things. And the only way to not do that is to continue on these runs and continue to get high and continue to, um, you know, to stay out of this reality that is really going on. So that's where this person is at right now. And us as friends, when I say us, I mean, you know, myself, my wife, um, you know, other mutual friends that, that know this person and that we've all hung out together and grown up together. We've all reached out, Um, her family as well, um, you know, has all reached out. And due to the fact of her being in complete denial and also her being completely out of her right state of mind, um, you know, it's obvious this isn't the, the person that we know right now. You know, there's been no, like I was supposed to meet with this person a couple times. Um, and, you know, at first I got a phone call saying that it was ha- going to have to be changed to a different day. You know, that, that she was sorry. And then on Friday, uh, we were supposed to meet again. And I didn't even get a phone call this time. It was just a no, a no show, a no call, no nothing. So she's definitely hiding. She's definitely running from you know facing the facts of where she's at, and she doesn't want help. And and I guess what I'm getting at is this goes back to when when this episode first started. What I said was, you know, we it, we could talk to somebody who's an alcoholic or an addict till we're blue in the face, and it it really it really doesn't matter what we say to them because it's ultimately up to that person to want to make the change to want to you know stop living this life cuz those of us who, who are addicts and alcoholics we know damn well it's a hard life to live It's you know always worrying about where you're going to get that next drink or where where you're going to get that next high especially if you're not working you know you don't you don't have a job you don't have an income coming in How are you supposed to support your habit? How are you supposed to keep a roof over your head? How are you supposed to um, function? You can't. And so that's why they say, you know, it leads to three things is jails, institutions, and death. Well, before death, jails, because, well, maybe not before death. I guess that all depends. Um, One of the... One of the most difficult things in dealing with these types of situations is that we we want to help, you know. We want to be there to, to try to take this pain away, to try to get these people that we care about to understand the path that they're going down and the path that you know, or or where this leads to, where this path leads to. Um, it's not a good place, and you know, I've had I've had numerous friends who've end up ended up in, uh, I've had numerous friends who've ended up in, in jail, prison. Um, and I've had numerous friends who've ended up dead. My thoughts on this, are: I don't want to see another friend, you know, end up in jail in the institution or worse off, uh, dead. And that's the reality of it, unfortunately. And we need to start talking about the reality of these situations um, openly because we do care and and the more that we you know the more that we try to act like these things don't exist or that they're not happening, uh, the worse they get. And, and that's not doing any favors to to the person that uh, the person that's struggling out there what we've proposed and when i say we there's a, there's a little group of us and you guys know who you are i'm not going to mention any names but there's a little group of us family friends of of this person that's going through this right now that have decided you know we're going to get together and and we're going to we're going to come up with some sort of game plan um to at least try to get this person to sit down with us and and let her know how we feel and let her know you know where she's headed is, is a very, uh, dark, dark place. Uh, and obviously not in those, not in those words. I mean, we're going to try to do it as supportive as possible. Um, but like I was saying, that doesn't mean anything really. Um, we can only do what we can do. It's ultimately up to the person to want to make the change. Um, you see when I, when I was using, you know, drugs and alcohol still, People could have told me all day long that I needed to to check myself. I needed to slow down a little bit. I needed to um, take a break. And I told them to fuck off. Mind your own business. I am fine. I got this shit under control. And we always think we have it under control. Until you wake up one day and you don't know where the fuck you are. Or who the fuck you are. Now, um... A friend last night I talked to she made a good point she said she was scared for this person and that and that uh, you know that that this drug and many drugs but especially the crystal methamphetamine it it's the devil and it steals your soul and a lot of people don't come back from it. And that's a a tough thing to face. Now, there are people who do come back from it. So, so, I mean, there's always... It can go both ways. But, I mean, at the stage it's at right now, you never know. You don't know if we're going to get this person back from... I haven't heard this person, but from what I have heard from our friends who have talked to her or heard her, is that she sounds terrible and that she doesn't sound like herself. And I know that she's not herself because the old friend that I know would have never not called and not came to a place, you know, to meet me for coffee. Because, you know, like I said, we've known each other a long time and we're friends. So I guess the point to this, to this episode is that we can only do so much when reaching out to others and we can only do, um, you know, we, we can't save the person. We cannot save the person that we love, that we care about. And as hard as that is to accept uh, it doesn't mean that we don't try either it doesn't mean that we lose hope. it doesn't mean that we that we stop trying and that we give up uh you know i still I still always have hope for the from for the person in my family you know that's struggling with with alcohol and uh and other stuff too but mainly alcohol i mean there i i've I've had to move away from it but I'll never ever lose that little it little tiny bit of hope that's in my heart that that one day you know there might there might be a change so we will can you know we continue to fight and we continue to 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 try to help and and be there for the ones that we care about but we as people have to understand that we have lives and we have things that we have to take care of too in our own lives and we can't immerse ourselves in these, even no matter how much we care about them, we can't immerse ourselves in their, in their destruction, in their lives. And we can't enable them either. That was another good point that another friend that I talked to last night said, I'm not going to, I'm not going to enable her to do this. You know, she knows that I'm, I'm here for her. If she needs anything, um, as far as getting help, if she wants to go to a recovery facility and get some help that i'm here for her and I support her for that But as far as money as far as food as far as a roof over your head You know, like i'm not i'm not enabling you to to live that lifestyle And that's got to be one of the hardest things to do to somebody that you love Is to basically cut them off um, And and I know that it is It's it's not an easy thing to do because there's guilt involved, you f- you tend to feel guilty. I think that's a natural, um, you know, that's a natural feeling, especially to someone that you care about. But we have to realize that that guilt is not—it's trickery involved in the guilt. Because all all it's doing is by feeling guilty. If you give in to that guilt, you're only uh, prolonging the process of this person's sickness and of their illness and of their mental state. You're not helping anything. By enabling them to continue to to live that that type of lifestyle, um, you know, I just it's oh man, I don't even know what to say sometimes on these on you know on this situation alone because it, it is such it's such a tough one. It's something that it it really hurts to see people going through, and it really hurts to know that that person that you care about is out there. Uh, doing what they're doing and and feeling the way that they're feeling and, and trying to hide behind this, you know, this black curtain of of um, of just really despair when it comes down to it, because if you're having to medicate that much, um, you know, there, there's really some feelings that have to be dealt with. And and that's part of the thing that I that I tried to explain, um you know, to. To other people as well is that, you know, this use of, or this excessive drug use, excessive drinking, these are just tools that we use because we don't know how to deal with life. We don't know how to deal with things in our lives that have happened to us. We don't know how to deal with things in life that are going to happen to us. So the easy out, the easy thing to do is to leave that state of reality that we're in and let our mind go elsewhere. And we do this by getting high. Or by getting drunk, um, you know, and this is—it's a dead end road because eventually you're going to have to come down. Eventually, you're going to have to face these demons. You're going to have to face these things in life that are affecting us. And if you don't have the tools to do that, then how the fuck are you going to deal with anything? You know, you're not. You're going to run right back to that to that alcohol, right back to that drug that you are using. And when you enter a recovery program. At least the one that I did. Um, they they teach you, you know, how to how to access tools, how to learn how to use different tools instead to deal with these things. And you know, the only thing I can recommend if if you have somebody out there struggling, you know, don't give up hope, uh, don't stop fighting, don't immerse yourselves where it, where it you know affects your life. You need to. Live your own life too. And you need to understand that, um, you know, you can only do so much, but it's, there's always hope, you know, there's always a chance that one day that person could wake up and, you know, finally decide, hey, I'm tired of this shit. I'm tired of living this life. That's what I did. I woke up one day and I said, you know, I'm fucking sick and tired of living this way. This is not me. And I went and I got help. But nobody could have told me to do that. Nobody. Not my mom not my wife, you know not not anybody. It was up to me. So don't give up hope out there. stay strong. Um, you know if you can offer any assistance to, to the people that you love, definitely do it. Definitely be there for them, but don't enable them. You know't don't, don't offer enabling assistance. Offer honest assistance. We have to be honest in order to change. This has been another episode of That Sober Guy Podcast on Recovery Radio with Shane Kramer. For more information, visit www.thatsoberguy.com or you can email Shane at sobriety at thatsoberguy.com Thanks again for listening and enjoy a sober, healthy, happy life.